Welcome to another edition of On the Road with Legal Talk Network. This is Lindsay Dean, and I'm the host for this episode, which is being recorded on location at the 2023 California Lawyers Association Annual Meeting in San Diego, California. Joining me now, I have Jeremy Evans, who's the president of the California Lawyers Association, and Betty Williams, president-elect of the California Lawyers Association. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thanks for having us. So honored to be here with us, with you guys, Lindsay and Lawrence. We always appreciate the invite and uh, to be together. Yes, thank you, Lindsay and Lawrence. It's fun to be here with you today. Awesome. Well, before we get to our topics, can you please tell us a little bit more about yourself? Where do you work? What do you do? And uh, we can start with Jeremy. Okay. So I am an entertainment and sports attorney. I've been practicing for 11 years and uh, came into the CLA uh, right around maybe two years before, three years before it split from the state bar. Mm. 2015, came up through the solo small firm section and um, you know, worked up the, the leadership ladder, um, eventually became editor-in-chief of the newspaper or whatever, I guess we called it a magazine or journal. And it was sort of funny, a little funny anecdote about that. I had sort of thought I had this brilliant idea that we were gonna rename it, because at the time it was called Big News, and I thought, what well, kind of, it's not really like a good name for like a magazine, you know, Big News. So I was like, oh, we're gonna call it The Practitioner. Well, it turns out that I wasn't that smart because it was actually called that 30 years prior, which I didn't know. And so when we looked up old magazines, it was like, oh, it used to be called that, but somebody <laughs> changed it. So we just ended up going back to the old name. But I worked the way up through that uh, and then eventually got on the Council of Sections, which became the Board of Reps, and then ran for secretary, vice president, and president, and that's where we're at now. So. All right. Thanks so yeah, much. Of course. Betty? Thanks, Lindsay. I'm a tax attorney. I have a firm in Sacramento, and we practice every kind of civil tax controversy you can imagine, any tax, any tax agency, state, federal, international, and uh, we do some criminal tax as well. And I got involved with the um, sections, gosh, before I started practicing, so just over 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. uh, I worked in a law firm, and the managing partner of my department was active with the tax section and um, st stringently suggested <laughs> uh, my involvement, which was really great because it turned out to be such a huge benefit to be involved. So pretty much every year I've been do done something, some volunteerism with California Lawyers Association. Did you say even before you were practicing? Right. As, a, so, as a law clerk, I was okay. yeah, on the young tax lawyer section and helping with the standing committees on things. Awesome. Oh, yeah. okay. it, was good. it was a good experience. Yeah, clearly since you're, you're here now, it, it worked out pretty well. <laughs> it did. Awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you both. So I have a few questions for both of you. Um, very excited to get in, be getting to sit down with you. So Jeremy, first for you, for those of us who are listening who might not really fully understand, the California Lawyers Association is structured uniquely compared to some other bar associations. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. When we started, now thanks for the question. When we started back in 2018, we had this idea that we wanted to be modeled somewhat like the ABA. Mm. And so we have a chair of the board, um, which the ABA has, and we also have a president, vice president, and we have like vice chair, secretary, treasurer, and all that. Mm -hmm. So we modeled ourselves after that, and I think it works for a big bar, statewide bar association like ours. Because I think for me, the board, you know, really does a lot of different work than what the president does. The board is all about 
business. It's about the sections. We have 18 sections with different practice areas. And so the president is really external folk. He's out there visiting people, or she's going to be out there visiting people and, and, and doing some great work. So to me, it's interesting when you look at other state bars, or not state bars, but like local bars, because mm -hmm. normally the, the president is also the chair of the board or something like that. I have to say from my perspective, there's no way I could do both jobs. It mm -hmm. just wouldn't be, I don't think it would work. You could, but you wouldn't be able to practice or do anything else. And of course, we're both volunteers. So, I mean, I like the structure. I think there's been some talk about, you know, changing it, but I kind of, I mean, I like it. I don't know what Betty has to say about it, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I would say. Did you have anything to add to that? Betty? I don't. I think we've made some good progress in our first few years in a separate organization. You know, we weren't new. The sections have always done the same phenomenal work with programs, mm -hmm. uh, writing publications, putting on seminars, and doing that very important work. Mm -hmm. Then over the past six years, we've been able to do things we couldn't do when we were part of the state bar. Mm -hmm. There were many things we couldn't do. And so now we have different committees doing so much important work with um, Racial Justice Committee, Health and Wellness, uh, DEI. There are just so many things that are happening. We did civic education and outreach today with 80 fifth graders to talk to them about to be they can be a judge or a lawyer someday if they you know if they want to do that. So it's really nice to be able to do some things that affect our community uh, at any age or stage in the in the thought process of careers. And so I think that you know we've we've kind of had a few growing pains that we've worked our way through, and it's a, a large group of very committed, intelligent, caring. Um, practitioners who want CLA to be all that it can be, mm -hmm. and I don't think we'll ever be done. You know, the work, the job's never done, and that, and, and that's how it should be. Our, you know, our world changes, and we we change with it. And I think CLA really has risen to the occasion. Awesome. So, Jeremy, I know you were part of the early leadership who was kind of re rebooting the CLA. Right. Um, can you tell us a little bit about that journey, and I know how that worked, and piloting away from the state bar? Sure. You know, and I, I it's such a good question because. The beginning stages were really one of the reasons why I fell in love with CLA. Hmm. And that may seem like a strong word for an organization, but I do feel that way because it was one organization that gave me an opportunity. You know, I think other orgs, you kind of have to work through the system and you, you have to be a certain age or you have to go to a certain law school. or you, There's certain like requirements, I think, mm -hmm. even if they're unspoken. And I think CLA was more like, no, we want everybody come in uh, and if you do the work, great. And so I think early on we were able to make those changes, get people involved. I also liked being an entrepreneur. I, I like starting something new. And I think as leadership changes over the years, we're going to require different things. So I thought that my service was great for that time and I think good for the organization, but may not be the greatest for, you know, down the road, right? Mm -hmm. But I thought it was a good experience. And I think one example I'll give, you know, the ABA, one thing that I sort of, as a younger lawyer didn't enjoy was that organizations will often split lawyers apart and they'll say young lawyers go here older lawyers go here mm -hmm. and I thought I don't want that so together Betty and I and a few others changed uh, we used to have the California Young Lawyers Association which I thought mm -hmm. was kind of from a marketing perspective was not great right because how can you have two organizations in one mm -hmm. And I didn't like having divisions, so I said, why don't we call it a section and treat it like every other group? Mm -hmm. And it's been a resounding success. The young lawyers love it. They feel like they're a part of the team, and they are, and they get to make decisions like everybody else. So I think, to me, that was like the, the pinnacle, was being able to be a young lawyer 
in being involved in leadership. Mm -hmm. And that wasn't, that's not to say there wasn't challenges. Clearly you have adversity along the way where people don't think that because of your age or because of whatever background, you can't do the job, but I, I think we did a good job. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I really appreciate having the opportunity to do it. Mm -hmm. yeah. Great, no, thank you for that, appreciate that. So as you're kind of looking over the last two years, and obviously lots of things have been changing, are there things that stand out as beyond what you've talked about, places you've traveled or sure. things that you've done or things that you've seen shift that you're most proud of or, you know, happy to have where they're at now as you're, as you're yeah. moving? You know, well, first I'll say this, the proudest thing that I have, and I'm not just saying this because Betty's sitting next to me, <laughs> but I'm really excited for her leadership mm. and I'm excited that, and happy that I was able to be a part of the leadership process and to bring in new people and to be able to say when I'm done on Sunday is to be like, hey, this place is in good hands and I don't have to worry about that. If I had a vote, which I don't as president, but if I did, I would have voted for Betty and I support her 100%. Hmm. And it's, it's going to be a good team. I think the team provides balance to each other and I'll be around, but you know, in, in, in the shadows, I'm not going to be I'm not going to be a hanger-on, you know, when I move on. Um, but I think for me, as I look back, so that's one of the things I'm most proud of, and that we were able to work together and create a team. Mm -hmm. The thing that surprised me was the amount of travel. Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, I'm going to go around to California, I'm going to do this. But what I found is other bar associations started to be like, well, no, we want you to come here. Come talk to us. And you realize how big California is. Uh, compared to other states. I mean, you walk into a, I'm a part of the National Conference of Bar Presidents, and you walk around and talk to other people, and they're like, your Los Angeles County alone is bigger than most states. And you have like three of those cities, you know, in California. So getting to go to Guam and meeting with their president, by the way, they have a 10-year term. And the president also does like executive director duties. It's not ideal, right? It's a you big know? commitment, yeah. And she's trying to get rid of some of those years, but... Mm -hmm going to legal London with the litigation section, which I'm sure Betty will do. I think Betty will talk about this, but uh, she's going to Japan here in a couple weeks, mm -hmm. right? It's going to be fantastic. I guess the last thing I'll say is I realized how important foreign bar relationships are mm. and working together and sharing ideas. So that was a big surprise to me, plus the legislative work that we do. And of course, there's always personalities, right? Some people want certain things. Other people want certain things and you have to manage all of that and you mm -hmm. got to do it with a smile on your face and like everything's great you know mm -hmm. so <laughs> it's tough but uh, i wouldn't change it okay well thank you so much for that of course. um yeah no that's that's fascinating some things that things that stand out yeah. so betty you did tell us a little bit about your tenure with cla can you talk a little bit more about that especially as you kind of got more drawn to leadership and what some of the thoughts were for you and why you what brought you here sure thank you lindsay well, initially, as a new lawyer, as I said, I was hesitant to get involved, but I didn't really have much of a, a choice. Mm -hmm. And it didn't take very long, though, for me to see the benefit of getting to know the other practitioners. Because you talk to, when you're in law school, you're talking to other students. Mm -hmm. And if you start a job, you might be meeting lawyers, but you not, might not be getting to know them right away mm -hmm. so well. You're trying to make a good first impression or whatever the circumstances are. But when you start getting involved with the committees, and they, they know you're a new lawyer, and they start 
being helpful to you, they're a resource to you, you quickly develop those connections that can really help you in your professional career. If you don't know something in an area of law and you want some help, you can make a phone call. And, and then from there, it becomes a, would you want to sit on this board? And you start building your CV. Would you want to sit on a panel and do um, an educational program? And in fact, the same supervisor I had, I didn't have a lot of choice. She would have me She'd sign us up. We're going to do a presentation on something. And I hardly understood it. You know, I'm sweating, trying to make sure I understand it well enough. I have a thousand notes in front of me. And she's seasoned. She can simply recite the law or explain the answer. But she gave me those opportunities. She, She wanted me to have that chance. She trusted me and saw something that she thought I would do well with it. And she always was encouraging in that way. And that helped because if there was a question I couldn't answer, she was right there. She was a backstop. Mm. And then pretty soon I liked it. You know, I wanted to do it by myself, you know, (laughs) that sort of a thing. And um, I I can remember talking. I remember when it was time to decide, did I want to run? You know, I I was on the tax section. And, of course, so I was on their, you know, I was their treasurer and then their vice chair and then their Mm. chair. But before I ran for chair, I thought about it. It's like, do I want to do this? Because it's another three-year commitment. And I reached out to a former chair. Chuck Reddick, who went on to be the commissioner of the Internal Revenue Service, he was, he was our last um, acting commissioner. Mm-hmm. And I asked him, you know, should, should I do this? Is this a good idea? You know, we talked about it. And he's absolutely, and there's no hesitation with the value. Mm-hmm. And I mean, he's a, at that time, he was a big dog in Beverly Hills with his firm. And, you know, so he still placed value on that, just, you know, despite success in so many areas of his legal career. And so then it was the timing of separating from the state bar. And that was, a. there were a lot of us because we had to do a lot of it on our own. Like, mm-hmm. what should we call ourselves? What is our mission? Where's our office going to be? Mm-hmm. I mean, on and on and on. And we just had committees for everything. Who's going to be our tax preparer? Who's going to be, what, where's our bank? Who's our banker? I mean, teams of people had to divide and conquer and interview and present and vote. And, and it was intense. It was, a, it was like having a lot of partners in a law firm, but nobody's getting paid. <laughs> but that's okay. It, should, it was the level of care and... From that, I have developed relationships with people. There are some people that are just such fine examples of the profession. And when I talk to lawyers around the country about their association with their, uh, or their affiliation with their legal association, they will often talk about pride in a good way, not in a, look at me, I'm an attorney, I'm proud of myself, Uh, let me pat myself on the back, but more like a, wow, Mm -hmm. I have this ability to make positive changes in my community or for my clients in real ways that help them with their lives, whether it's negotiating a contract or visitation rights with their kids or a criminal case. And you have this education, this unique skill set, and you can do these things. And to get to then be, um, to volunteer or to be part of a voluntary association, that's a very big deal. And and I, I want us to be very respectful of what it means to be an attorney during my term. I want to really remember that to some people, you know, they see us differently. They know that we can do things that they, they haven't had that education. They don't know how to uh, go about having those kinds of advantages. And, and so then now looking back as a 20-year lawyer, I feel like I'm now in that stage. You know, Jeremy talked about stages and, you know, where I'm opening doors. It is very simple for me to, if I meet someone who wants to get into real estate law or family law or whatever their area of interest is, to say, let me introduce you to some people. Let me get you on their, their young, the new lawyers section and, you know, kind of make some introductions. And it's very, very easy to do mm-hmm. that after you've been practicing for a while. So it's, yeah. to me, it's, I guess, you know, to kind of add on to what Jeremy said, 
with what he did, you know, especially with the new lawyers section, they're our future. The new lawyers are our future. And if we are able to help them in their last year of law school and in their beginning of their career when they're, yes, they're busy, but it's okay. We're, what they'll realize, hopefully, is that we're here to help. Mm-hmm. But then they become having that career-long relationship with CLA. Mm-hmm. And to me, that's, you know, it's, it's beneficial to both of us, you know, to everyone. And there's, there is no one like Jeremy who can do the introductions, the friendship agreements, the connections. If you need something or need to know somebody, Jeremy knows a person um, who can connect you. And he's, he's very humble about that. Mm. Jeremy has a good sense of humor and he does like to have a good time. And, you know, but he's a professional and he's not, you know, there's no joke about that. I mean, he is, he truly cares more about CLA probably than just about anybody I know. It's funny because when Jeremy wants to motivate me or vo- motivate people to do something, he'll say, it's going to be good, fun. You're going to have a good time. That doesn't motivate me. So when he says it's going to be fun, I think, okay, I don't want to go just mm. because I like to do other things for fun. I don't, you know, I, that doesn't, what, that's not the buzz that gets me. Mm. But if he tells me it'll be productive, oh. that'll get me. So lately he said, Betty, it's going to be productively fun. <laughs> so we found our, we finally found our groove on what, what something's going to be. But, yeah. um, you know, and just one last example on that, the international law section had a mixer the other night. Mm. There were people there from Luxembourg, Ireland, Vietnam, three different bar associations from Japan, they have three mandatory bar associations. Mexico, I don't want to forget any. Two from Mexico. Two different bar associations were represented from Mexico. And some of these people said, well, we met Jeremy and he said we should come. They joined CLA. They've come out here to um, respect the friendship agreements we have with other countries. Because it's one thing to sign them, but are we going to actually go? Mm-hmm. And it's not about let's just have dinner and, you know, get to know each other personally. It's about what are we doing in the law? Mm-hmm. What are we doing with mediation? How are our countries going to make things better? Mm-hmm. And so that's important to me because we all saw it during COVID. Our world largely came together in a, in a pandemic to figure out how are we going to do this. Mm-hmm. If we can do that, we can do better with the law, with um you know, even where we have disagreements and how we proceed or how we enforce, you know, agreements and things like that. But with due process, as we understand it, mm-hmm. you know, we can do anything. Ah, I love that. Okay, we can do anything. I mean, so it sounds like you're already kind of telling me about some of the things, but are be, beyond all the great examples about the, that you just kind of gave about collaboration and making those introductions, are there projects or initiatives or things that you're excited about that are coming up? As I said earlier, there are so many things that CLA is already doing and yeah. doing well. So mm-hmm. that's great. And then as a, a member, you can jump in and participate in some things. You're not starting at the beginning and trying to get that wheel moving. It's already mm-hmm. moving. You can jump on and go teach a class or go participate in something. Yeah. One thing, though, that's been really driven home the past few years is how the diversity of the state of California does not match the diversity of the licensed attorney body of attorneys. So some some groups are close. Uh, California is about 44% of the lawyers are women, whereas our state's about 50% women. So it's close. Mm-hmm. But the biggest gap from those surveyed who chose to answer the ethnicity and race question for the Hispanic and Latinx is terrible. Mm. 36% of our population is Hispanic, Latinx, but only 6% of our lawyers. And so that's a problem. And, you know, so to me, identifying, you know, having more leaders, having more lawyers that are, um, you know, of color that fit into any marginalized community, honestly, is Mm -hmm. important. 
And then anything with new lawyers, again, back to opening doors, getting those third-year law students. And, mm-hmm. and, you know, if you ask them what they need, they will tell you. Mm-hmm. I need to meet somebody at the district attorney's office. I need an internship. They'll tell you. So mm-hmm. helping them. Okay, awesome. Thank you so much for that. And, yeah, Jeremy, so you just said, I think, you know, you're still going to be around. What's next for you? Where will we see you in the next, uh, in the coming what was that old time. joke? What was that old joke when uh, a football team or baseball team would win the Super Bowl or World Series? I'm going to Disneyland or something. Mm, yeah. Um, I don't know if that's the case, but you know, I think it's interesting because when you serve in these volunteer roles, you have to. One of my mentors told me this recently. He said, "Jeremy, you have to stop volunteering so much." Mm. And I think there's a balance to this. And I actually had lunch today with another mentor of mine, been practicing for 40 years, I think, and he said. You know, Jeremy, you have to live, what do you say? You have to live to or work to live, not, not live to work. And I think you have to have that balance. And there's a tendency, especially with people like Betty and, and, and myself that are want to lead, we want to be involved, we want to serve. So I think for me, it's being strategic about where I get involved, how I do that, and not just continuing to fill my time with just extra stuff. Because mm-hmm. I think at this point in my career, I want to build, continue to build a business. Mm-hmm. I want to serve. I want to fulfill goals that I've wanted to fulfill. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, getting an in-house role with, with, with a sports team, traveling more. Those things mm-hmm. cost money, you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. But, of course, I'm still going to be involved as uh, CLF president. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'll do that, uh, the foundation side. Uh, we're going to be working on an uh, artificial intelligence task force, which is going to be great. Oh, awesome. uh, we're going to be doing, I have two years left as executive counsel for the National Conference of Bar Presidents. Mm-hmm. And then there's a leadership track there, so we may see, see where that goes. But, and of course, whatever Betty needs, I mean, here as a, as a resource, you know, but ultimately I think, you know, I'm going to do my part to make sure the light is shining on her and on the organization and on the new leaders coming up. Uh, because that's that's the future. So thank you. Awesome. Them carrying on all the things that you've uh, got them to this place. And sounds like a really strong and exciting vision that you have, Betty. So love to hear it. Thank you both so much for sharing all that. Well, it looks like we've reached the end of the road for our episode. And I want to thank Jeremy and Betty, both of you again for joining us today. It's been really great having you. If our listeners have questions or wish to follow up, how can they reach you? What's the best way? Uh, mine's easy. Just Google California Sports Lawyer or CSLLegal.com. All right. California Sports Lawyer and CSLLegal.com. Okay. WilliamsTaxLaw.com. Williams. Betty Williams Tax Lawyer Sacramento. You can Google it. <laughs> awesome. Strong brands. It sounds great. Easy to find you. Okay. Well, thank you to our listeners for t- tuning in. If you like what you heard, please rate and li- review us in Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or your favorite podcasting app. I'm Lindsay Dean. Until next time, thank you for listening. If you'd like more information about what you've heard today, please visit LegalTalkNetwork.com. Subscribe via iTunes and RSS. Find us on Twitter and Facebook. Or download our free Legal Talk Network app in Google Play and iTunes. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Uh